Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 248, and uh, for this episode, we're going to be talking all about the latest Switch firmware update that brought us folders and more. Also going to be talking about uh, some visual enhancements that uh, might be possible for the Switch, uh, some sad news around Dragalia Lost, and so much more. we got several reviews and uh, games we've been playing and all that sort of thing, but before we jump into that, uh, let's just let's introduce ourselves, um, especially maybe for people that are just finding us for the first time. So my name is Steve, but I am not here alone. I'm also joined by Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here as always. Yeah, and also joined by Greg. Hey, everyone. Also great to be here as always as well. I love talking games with you guys. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's uh those of you guys that are watching the video version of this podcast, you can see that uh, Greg and I coordinated today, um, totally on accident, and uh, Barry didn't get that memo. That clearly didn't happen, but uh, maybe we'll work that out next time. Uh, <laughs> we got to give him homework assignments, because isn't that like the punishment for not uh, following the memo? He- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> homework assignments. What, what can we give him? Don't play Xenoblade. That's your... That's your uh, <laughs> Well, I'm not playing until September, so I'm good. Uh, you have to wait <laughs> a whole week to play it. Yeah, sure. not <laughs> happening. I'm even repping today. So there you no go. way. You have to wait until 2023 to play. How about that? <laughs> so happy. I'll, I'll tell you what. Once once you finish Xenoblade 1, 2, Future Connected, and Torna, then maybe I'll do that. But you got to do that first. I, I don't know what's going to happen first, that or we reach 1,000 episodes of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking offline about that you know i didn't even i didn't even include x you know i could have included x got that's wii U, that's gonna be the next switch. one i finish it's i i actually <laughs> hooked up my my wii u right over there uh in order to play it but i haven't played it yet but it is play it's it's out and xenoblade x is like sitting right next to the wii u because that's my intention um but hasn't happened <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're not just here, just us three talking games, although that's fun enough, but, uh, we just absolutely love interacting with you guys in the live chat. And so if you have not joined us for a live uh, recording of this podcast, be sure to do that. We record every other Monday and, uh, we, we stream live on YouTube and Twitch. So for those of you that are joining us in the chat from, uh, from YouTube and Twitch, Hey, everybody, let us know what you've been playing. Let us know all your thoughts on all the news that we talk about uh, for this episode and we'll interact with the the podcast as much as we are uh, with the chat room as much as we can throughout the podcast um, also just a uh, reminder if you've not followed us on social media you can find us at nintendo fuse on twitter instagram and facebook and also be great for you to uh, join our discord the link is on the screen but also in our show notes and the youtube description we would absolutely love to uh, have you join our community over there growing community of uh, other nintendo gamers and uh, we just chat about Nintendo games and a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, sometimes about um, Will Smith slapping uh, Chris Rock, you know, that happens too. So um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll chat about anything uh, over there. But uh, yeah, before we uh, get into this week's news, we've got a lot of different games uh, that we have been playing, uh, some different updates and uh, game releases over the next uh, the last several weeks uh, since our last episode. So let's get into that. Uh, Barry, let's Kick us off uh, what you've been playing lately. Uh, Yeah, Uh, unlike the previous weeks, I actually had a little more time to play some games this week or this past two weeks. Uh, It's been uh, a healing 
a healing uh, set of the weeks on top of getting uh, under the weather this past weekend. I'm still not fully over it. So uh, I wasn't really at the computer. So I had a lot of time to play on my Switch, which I did take advantage of. But speaking of the Switch, uh, still doing Animal Crossing every day and Pokemon Unite every day. Still enjoying them. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, which is what I did this weekend, which we will be talking about in more depth in just a bit. Uh, Wife Quest, which another game we will be talking about in our game chat. Uh, after... I was ready to go back to the Switch because I did some stuff off of it. I really wanted to talk about GP, and because I had to get the physical, <clears throat> I had to wait for my European copy to come over because Square Enix USA hates us. And I heard all these negatives with the microtransactions and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm a Final Fantasy fan. I'm going to play this game. And I did. And I'll tell you, I did enjoy what's there. I, I did the story twice, unlocked all the characters that are native to the game, uh, did... 10 of the series. I don't know how many more it goes on, but I was like, I'm, I'm done at this point. Um, it's a fun game. The microtransactions and the GP thing, don't let it ruin you, but also don't let it be the reason you're playing. But there is a good racing game in there. So I did have fun with my time with Chocobo GP. Uh, speaking of racing, I did the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, DLC, the booster pack, which we will... Uh, We'll be talking about also here in a little bit. Uh, today I started the other big game I was looking forward to on the Switch, which is Rune Factory 5. Um, taking some getting used to the 3D perspective versus the 2D perspective uh, and had to, had to do some weird work with the camera because one of the things they wanted to do when you go to like your farm, they give you like a top-down perspective to make it easier, which is great. Except if you're doing things right next to the farm, and it's going back and forth, and I started getting nauseous because the camera was just going like this consistently. I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, having fun with it, um, you know, the graphics are definitely like you could tell this is their first time doing 3D, and the frame rate stutters a little bit. Like the grass is just a green plane. Like there's nothing there. Like it almost looks N64 era, almost you know, maybe early PS2, GameCube, Xbox generation. But it's fun. It's Rune Factory. So if you enjoy the Rune Factory games, uh, definitely recommend four. Uh, so far, I'd recommend five. One one cool thing is that there is, uh, if you have Rune Factory 4 download data or like save data, two of the characters from Rune Factory 4 will show up in the town visiting yeah. permanently there. They don't add anything new. They're just like there. You can They'll give you some bonus quests and stuff. But I thought that was a nice little way to connect the games. Uh, and if you do get it physical, it's an interesting thing. There's the Earthmade edition, and that is actually a different cartridge than the standard retail, and it has additional DLC costumes that are on the card. Uh, mm. So there's two versions at launch. So if you want the complete game, you got to get the Earthmate. Wow. Uh, speaking of other games, uh, PS5 playing uh, played Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. Uh, started that last time, and this time I finished it. I did the whole story. I thoroughly enjoyed it. After I finished the story, I realized that there's a bunch of side missions that you could do like in the other missions. But at that point, I'm like, you know what? I played this for the story. I enjoyed my time. I don't need to grind out more levels and harder. Like, it's fine. I'm done. Uh, it didn't overstay its welcome, but it would have had I done all the side content. Uh, that being said, I enjoyed the game. It's not the best Final Fantasy. I like that each level is based off of another Final Fantasy game, uh, which is kind of cool because it's not just like a Final Fantasy 1 remake, but it 
it's like a retelling at the same time. Um, but yeah, if you if you enjoy Final Fantasy history, I think you'll enjoy this uh, for what they did. Speaking of Final Fantasy on the PC, still playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and on the mobile, Mario Kart Tour, and still playing Dragalia Lost, but we're not sure how much longer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, let's go to the chat real quick. Uh, man, there's a lot of chat going on tonight, which is awesome. Uh, looks like I'm trying to scroll back up the very top, make sure I don't forget anything. Um, Looks like Jokester's been playing uh, Stranger in Paradise, uh, Killing Chaos with Style, and also Elden Ring. Um, Basement Dweller uh, just beat World 4 in the Forgotten Land. Um, Chris Cynthia played Wild Arms 3 again. Um, let's see. Looks like uh, Ninja Lunchbox has been playing Earthbound Beginnings, Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer. Uh, Demon's Tier Plus and Cruise and Blast and also Super Animal Royale. Uh, and then Jakester's been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses still. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Pokemon Legends. Also did a game of Uno last week with some streamers. And uh, let's see. Jared Logan. said been playing Kirby. Beat it yesterday. Oh, I missed that. I don't know I missed that. Uh, Logan also been playing Kirby as well. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's all. Uh, if we missed yours, be sure to like shout that out and, and let us know. Um, also, I, I just want to, like, I just saw he was in there and Ninja Lunchbox is uh, actually one of our, our newest, uh, news writers and, and reviewers on the, on the team. So, uh, welcome to the team. And yeah, if you haven't checked out NintendoFuse.com, you'll begin to, uh, soon see his work over there and, uh, maybe, maybe see some videos down the line as well from him. But, uh, yeah, excited to, to have him on the team. Uh, Greg, what have you been playing lately? Pretty much a lot of the stuff they'll be deep diving into. Um, I actually did pick up Kirby this weekend. I didn't get it until um, yesterday when it arrived. Um, but obviously I'll be talking more details about that when we cover it. I definitely did the Mario Kart 8 <clears throat> Deluxe DLC as I on like the last podcast I said I got had gotten all the gold trophies on all the content that came on the game. Uh, Wife Quest is another one that me and Barry will be talking about further in a little while. Um, and then finally the other ones that I've been playing that <laughs> are all new entries except for uh, my mobile game. Um, but I was playing a game called Tunch, and it's a very interesting, like, a wave battle type game. I'm not really into those um, completely. Um, it has a kind of, like, a bizarre system of, like, you have to, like, kind of survive as long as you can, and then, like, you get, like, currency to bring back to, like, upgrade and everything. And I those kinds of games aren't typically my uh, forte. So hmm. um, I just was kind of trying it out and seeing if I liked it and whatnot so not the best game for me at least but i'm sure other people might like it another game i was checking out was uh heaven dust 2 um i didn't realize there was one before it so i didn't pick that one up yet but i got the second one it's kind of like a um, resident evil type game and it's actually kind of interesting puzzler there's some spots that are kind of like really make you like think and make sure you're exploring really hardcore and going every nook and cranny. Otherwise you won't be able to progress if you miss like one particular item or something that you need to like move forward. But it's mm-hmm. like a nice limited inventory space. You don't have like the Mary Poppins bag of endless stuff to hold on to. So you have to actually manage like inventory and then you can like merge stuff together and make like um, bullets and stuff with the guns that you collect and stuff while you're taking out zombies. So it's, 
had a lot of fun. I'm hoping to actually probably continue playing it more as the next the weeks go on. Um, another game I checked out was uh, Raji, and that was kind of an interesting experience. It's like a I'm kind of unsure about the gameplay because I'm not really into like the live action combat games. So it's a lot of like a, um, a lot of swarming of monsters just like coming towards you and you have to use all these different combo attacks and <laughs> like the environment to your advantage to take them down. Um, not quite my type of game either, but it was still seems pretty fun from what I got out of it. And the story is excellent. And that one might actually keep me going to continue playing that one. Um, it's like this sister is looking for her younger brother that was uh, like dragged away by like um, I don't remember exactly actually, but um, but basically her brother is captured and she goes off to try to get him back and it's been really fun just to kind of see how the character grows and gets new strengths and abilities as the mm-hmm. game progresses. And finally, still playing Fire Emblem Heroes, and that seems to be safe from uh, Nintendo's X, so I'll <laughs> continue playing that one as the time goes on. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I need to get back to Raji. Um, I really enjoyed it. There was a there was a section that I got lost in. I think I've talked about it on a previous podcast, but um, it kind of made me frustrated in a certain part, and then I gave up and haven't went back to it. But I need to because other than that little little section, I really enjoyed that game. Um, had a lot of fun with it. There was like a it was really weird. There was like a mini like area that I had so much trouble taking down like two or three of the monsters and like a few waves. And then I get to the boss and I take him like, I like yeah. one shot it and I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, yeah. how do you like get creamed in like a normal room, but then multiple times at that and then mm-hmm. easily take down the boss without dying. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like you learn, you learn more as you go. And so it's like the, the skills you learn to take down those other ones you applied like later, whether you realized it or not sometimes at, at the boss. And so it does it, you, you kind of like increase your, your abilities, like in order to string those attacks together and stuff like that. But, but there are times that like, I just got annihilated. I remember so and just had to start again. So yeah, I think, I think sometimes it's just random. <laughs> like, cause I've, I, I did even some of the bosses that I, I will try like three or four times. I remember like, and just died, died, died. And then all of a sudden something just clicked either and how I was playing it or it just got easier. I don't know. One or the other, maybe a combination of both. So, um, let's go to the chat and see uh new plays said I'm playing animal crossing and Mario odyssey on switch and also halo and farming sim- simulator on Xbox and uh, Jakester apparently feels bad for Barry. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really know why, but he just feels bad. I'm, for I'm used to it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Logan wants to know where we got the Mario shirts. I can't remember where I got mine. I got mine for my previous birthday. So like I did buy it. I was got it as a gift. Most of mine either see, come as they, gifts. They want but me to I... get it and they don't even know where they got it. So. <laughs> um, I think, well, where I buy most of mine are either on Walmart, Target, or Kohl's is usually where I get most of mine or their gifts. So I'm not really sure. Yeah, that's, I would vouch for the same. That's usually where I've found like these kind of shirts the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always buy them like when I see them, but I know that's where people get them when they get, get them for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I don't get them myself. Yeah. Um, I have been playing uh, more Life is Strange. 
So finally play through uh, all of the uh, first very first game and uh, played it on. The, oh, you the, played through the whole thing and finished. I did. I did. Um, play, <laughs> played it all. Yeah. When you were asking me uh, why you haven't played Wife Quest is because I've been playing nothing but Life is Strange. Um, and uh, so finished up. What is your take on it? <laughs> um, so so I could tell that it is the, it was the first game created. Um, it is not, there are some elements I think of the, of the story and how it's all pieced together and some of the, the dialogue and things like that. There's like not as polished as, um, as among, uh, what's it, what's it called before the storm? Um, and then especially not as much as true colors. Um, but the overall story is I, I I don't even have words for it. Um, it's like, <laughs> wow. Um, just like every, every time, like, and, and you know that like, so it's, there's no secret. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a time-based sort of thing. Your, your power that you have, you learn this in the, the description of the game. So I'm not spoiling anything that's, uh, this, the main character has, um, the ability to rewind time. And so, that was interesting as well because playing True Colors and playing um, the other games, like you, you make your decision and it's it's set in stone. The only way to go back at that point is like to reload, you know, from the last checkpoint or something. And so being able to actually go back and change your decision is really interesting. It's an interesting mechanic, and I think it was cool. Um, you're required to do that sometimes, and sometimes it's up to you. Um, there were some, some certain things like near the end that I. I was bummed that I missed out on because I think the natural progression of where I was supposed to go next, it looked like I was supposed to go here, but there was actually a couple of things that I could have done if I just turned. And that kind of bothered me that I wasn't able to go back in time then and go back and do those other things. This is really, this is a really hard game to not like to keep cryptic and not like spoil. <laughs> um, I'll just say that. Um, so if you're unfamiliar about Life is Strange, you haven't heard us talk about it the last like several episodes. Um, it is a, it, it's, it's a virtual choose your own adventure kind of what, it, what is the genre of this Barry? Like what, what would you call it? It's a story I mean, based. It was a story driven third yeah. person adventure. Yeah. Really? And then, like, most of your decisions that you make, I wouldn't say most of them, but a lot of your decisions that you make impact the rest of the story. And so what you do here, the decision you make, will directly impact something else in the story. That may be, like, a big thing in the story. It may be a small thing. But uh, you get decisions and choices along the way. And, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, There were definitely, like, at the end of Chapter 3, I think it was, there was a huge turn. I, I saw it coming. Yes. But I didn't see all of it coming. I knew something was going yeah. to happen. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, the end of chapter three yeah. <laughs> is brilliant because you do something and it's like, yes, I just fixed everything, all the problems. And it opens up a whole new can of worms that yep. you're not expecting. Yeah. yeah. And the things you do in chapter four in result of that are pretty, pretty deep and powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The choices that you make in the game are not necessarily black and white. They are a lot of gray no, things. No. And so like most of them are are really gray questions. And so it's really up to you and what you think is the best decision in this uh, sp- particular you know situation. So yeah, played through that, uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, and I think I really liked 
Life is Strange one, um, especially because it, it it's all based around high school. And so it was kind of interesting to dig into like what high schoolers lives are like potentially and, you know, um, and uh, talk to some high schoolers I know and like, hey, is this like real life? Like what you guys, I mean, apart from the powers to rewind time, is this like what you guys go through and stuff? And so that was really interesting um, to have conversations around that. Um, then also went back to uh, Before the Storm and played uh, the farewell episode um, as well. Oh, yes. So kind of got that. Um, and and that was... You did that one last. I don't uh, not not necessarily because it actually like I it left me sad actually. Um, oh, that's at the that whole point. point of it. I know, and I would have rather had it <laughs> earlier <laughs> than than ending like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've got um, Captain uh, Spirit and. Spirit. Uh, and uh two. life is strange too um that uh is sitting and, and waiting in my xbox life is strange 2 is still on sale like 60 70 percent off or something like that on xbox at least and so um yeah it was was great i had like ten dollars sitting on my my account still so i ended up paying like six bucks for life is strange too <laughs> I, I love how you just got a code for true colors and you've now become a fan of the series and going oh, through a marathon true colors it. is still <laughs> my favorite uh as well and we're gonna we're, you do wavelength uh no because the stupid thing on uh, Switch is still <laughs> jacked up and they haven't released a, a patch for it. Talking about oh. Square Enix hating us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, luckily I've not had any any of those kind of issues on um, on Xbox so far with other games. But there are glitches in the remastered version for sure. Um, so like... Before the storm had glitches, like the whole like ending scenes were all just all messed up and everything like this screen was glitching out. Um, Life is Strange one didn't remember some of my choices that I made it like you get at the end you get to see all you made and it's it gave me like other choices. I'm like, I didn't do that, but it told me I did. Um, and then like the music would cut out sometimes and cut scenes like the entire last uh, scene. I got to see it. Um, play out, but there was no music, no sound at all for the last like closing cutscene. Um, That's so weird. Yeah, it's it's got some glitches for sure, but it's we'll still a good game. Have though. to uh, have to talk after yeah. about your choices and a more spoiler thing. But I'm curious now: Are you glad you played before the storm first and then one, or do you wish you did before the storm after beating one? You know, I think I do. I I I, I liked. Yeah, I, I think I liked playing Before the Storm first because it did give me appreciation for that other character that, that does cross over. Yes. Um, there's some time in between that I was like, who is this person again? And like, what were they in the other one? Um, <clears throat> I actually and I think there is some there's some disconnect. And you can tell, I think, too, like there's some time that passed between the two games. Yeah, but yes, there is. But there's some changes that they did that like I liked a certain character a lot more i had i had sympathy for them a little bit more and before the storm and then all of a sudden they turned uh -huh. into a huge jerk by the time life is strange yep. comes around I'm like what what happened in those four years to like See, hey, you were like okay and and before the storm and now i just hate you <laughs> and see that's why i think it's better that way because i did one and then i did before the storm so like you're giving me permission like or, or you the had choice no to help for them people and I'm like i have no sympathy for right. this asshole because i know how they're gonna be and then you know other people who are really 
you know, like assholes in Before the Storm turned out to be really good. So there's a lot of flip around. And I knew the future. So it's like I already know who to be good to in Big Bad. That's a good so point. I wish I didn't have that that spoiled for me because had I not known, had I not played one, I would have been, you know, friendlier to certain characters. And then been like, oh my god, what happened to you? Like you, like, oh man, I shouldn't have been nice to you then, knowing right. how you are. That's so a good point. It was really, it was really interesting, you know, playing it the other way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I suggest it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a solid game. Uh, I definitely highly recommend uh, True Colors, and uh, and that's actually I'm not a allude to that a little bit later in one of the news stories um, that we, we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, but uh, before we turn this into another Life is Strange podcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> I also played uh, Mario Kart uh, uh, Deluxe and uh, 8 Deluxe and then, um, of course, some Rocket League as well. I haven't been playing nearly as much Rocket League, but I'm like solidly in Diamond rank now and have like Diamond and Hoops and Threes and Twos and all this other stuff now too. So it's it's been fun to... Uh, to see some advancement there and maybe at one point I'll, I'll get up to champ, but I don't know. Um, man, there's been a whole lot of chat going on and, uh, in the chat room while we were talking about life yeah, is strange. Crazy. I think I missed like a ton of it. So sorry, sorry everybody. If we, we missed, uh, some stuff, we were talking about like black eagles and all this other stuff. We're I have no idea. About Fire Emblem. Oh, Fire Emblem. Fire okay. Emblem. Yeah. That's why I yeah, don't know me and Jake's still going back and forth about Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Barry and I are talking about Life is Strange. You guys are talking about Fire Emblem. Uh, oh, I see my name here. Maybe Steve and Barry should start and a spinoff podcast where they just talk about Life is Strange. That, <laughs> that could be like a limited series. We have like, you know, a run of 20 episodes and that's it or something. That would be fun actually to like play through and talk about it like they do with like some of the like TV um, podcasts where yeah. they like watch an episode and then talk about it and everything. We, we should talk about that. Hey, I I love True Colors. I've been waiting for yeah. Life is Strange package, but they decided, they decided they didn't want it to be on Switch yet. It's too bad. Uh, I will say though that I did fire up Life is Strange one on my iPad, and the controls are so much better um, than before the storm. Before the storm is awful um but on life iPad. is strange one on ipad you can actually like can uh change if you want joystick control you can have a controller um you can do that whole tap and move thing which is dumb but um but you have like all these other options for controlling on on ipad so that might be your option if you want to uh continue and in, in, instead of waiting on uh the switch version of those games yeah but then he misses before this time that's true i mean it's there or it's just after. it just plays like crap on ipad <laughs> but, but you could play it on there i mean it's only three episodes so maybe you can deal with it i don't know um or just watch i guess other people play I mean, it's one of those options too um all right so let's uh let's jump into uh just a, a little bit more discussion on some of the other games that we've been playing uh all together so um so we we've all played a little bit of the uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, booster courses. Um, we've also all played some Kirby recently. And then uh, Barry and Greg are going to give us uh, a review um, game chat around Wife Quest. Um, so let's let's dump jump in, not dump, but jump in to uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So, uh, yeah, so we all got a chance to play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe recently and uh, 48 more courses on the way. Um, and was it, uh, eight of those just dropped eight, just the yeah. other day. Um, and so we got an op- opportunity to, uh, play eight. I will say from the very, very beginning, I was, uh, 
shocked at how dif- difficult it was to get to these courses. <laughs> like I was like, what in the world? Like I just, I just booted up the game thinking that I'd be able to uh, just play them, but no, that's not there. And then you have to like go back to the the eShop and I guess like then it says, okay, you've got the, uh, the expansion pack then it allows you to download it and everything. And then you have to like, you know, do it like a regular DLC. I, for some reason, I just thought it was going to be just available because I had the, the expansion pack. Maybe that's on you know me. What? I'm in the same boat. But, yeah. Nope. No, I was did the exact same thing, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so same yeah. Thing. And then once you get into it, then it's not clear how to get to those courses at all. It, you can scroll up on the course menu or hit the L button and it brings up the other map, uh, the courses there. That's not obvious either. I'm like, why Why didn't they, like, I don't know. <laughs> just like, I, I get it a little bit, but I'm like, what? It doesn't make sense. But anyway. Um, it just shows that you didn't it, even play the Animal Crossing DLC is what it shows because you had to you had to go into the eShop to download that as well as part of the expansion pack. Actually, that is I also did true. the Animal Crossing DLC, but I had forgotten about it since that was like, what, November 5th or whatever? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So I, I've slept since then. I updated the game. For Animal Crossing, I updated Mario Kart because I thought that's all I needed to do. But apparently I don't have the DLC for Animal Crossing yet either. And I haven't played it in like six months. Um, <laughs> but uh, or maybe longer um, weeds everywhere. Um, but yeah, that's that's exactly what is, is happening. Uh, Greg, I have no idea uh, how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um yep. but I, uh, just, yeah. I was like trying to figure out how to get the animal crossing dlc when that launched and i was like i really want it like i have the expansion pass like yeah give it to me and then <laughs> i was like oh i guess i have to go on the eShop. and then oh now i download it and then okay now the game is knows to trigger the story and stuff so mm-hmm. this time i was smart for mario kart because it's like oh i have to go to the eShop, and i even like they didn't have like it up to like pre-order or whatever they only had like if you were actually purchasing it um so Pretty much, I had it downloaded the day before, and then it actually was up there from the expansion pack to download. So then I did have to have that activation thing go through the next day for the courses to be playable. Okay. So yeah, but anyway, um, we got four or eight, four cup or four in each cup. So Paris Promenade um, from Tour. Toad Circuit from 3DS, Chaco Mountain from N64, Coconut Mall from Wii, Tokyo Blur from uh, Tour, Shroom Ridge from DS, Sky Garden from the Game Boy Advance uh, game, and Ninja Hideaway from Tour as well. So what do you guys think of these uh, these courses and your experience with them so far? What do you think, Barry? Um, for me, it was, I mean, it was great, because, but but it wasn't anything like, amazing because i play tour on a daily basis so i've i've played all these stages but coconut mall hasn't been put into tour all the other ones are in tour so it's like i've raced these all the time i did find it weird that ninja hideaway is not actually listed as tour in game it just doesn't have a game it's from even though it is absolutely from mario kart tour Hmm. uh i think it was really interesting how they did stuff like paris because there's multiple versions of the courses and each lap is a different one of them. So it's like Paris 1, 2, and 3 are each different lap. I like that. I think that's really a smart way to do it. Uh, one thing that you know people don't, who don't play Tour realize is that every one of these courses, they have four versions in Tour. There's the regular and then there's a the reverse version, which they have in Mario Kart 8. 
But then there's also a trick uh, version where there's extra ramps and extra jumps. And then there's a trick reverse as well. So it's uh, I'd really like to see those versions go in because some of them, it, it feels like a brand new course. Uh, I'd love for them to do something like that. But I think this is a great selection. I'm happy for those that never played tour. This is a brand new set of courses. Uh, and for, you know, the returning courses, it's a brand new coat of paint. You know, like Sky Garden looks vastly different than Super Circuit's version, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, some some things are different. Like, I know Coconut Mall doesn't have the, uh, the cars moving in the parking lot. Uh, I have a feeling that's going to eventually go to tour um, in this version. But I think it's great. I think you're getting a lot of extra courses. Uh, it's a lot of extra fun. Uh, it's it's interesting with the different mechanics too because in tour you have like the frenzies you get three items per per item box which changes up the gameplay and there's no the eight isn't there it's the seven from Mario Kart seven instead so uh, some some small differences and obviously the different powers uh, since it's been so long since I've played this I got the fire flower and in tour it gives you three to four fireballs that circle you and you use the button and you launch them all so I did that and I'm like. Oh, I can do it multiple times here. I totally forgot about that. It's been a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, I think this is great. I had a lot of fun. I'd recommend it. Cool. Cool. Great. What do you think? I absolutely loved it. I was playing like the first like day that it came out and um, I had played tour only for like a limited uh period of time like only a few months and i hadn't even seen any of the four courses from that experience and i was happy to be able to play all four of them those are probably like the four favorite ones of this first set to be honest um the paris one like barry was saying with each lap being different i that was such a awesome idea i'm really surprised they haven't done that for other courses and other new courses for the game before this but i definitely welcome that for any future courses because that was really incredible um unfortunately the tokyo one isn't as good as paris like for the different routes but it still was pretty they did change it up slightly on like the laps two and three but not as big as changes like paris because like on the final lap you're like pretty much like going like backtracking a lot of the course like backwards and that was really cool to go through like the opposite way mm. Um, the Toad Circuit was probably like one of the least favorite ones. It was just kind of like a super intro course from whatever DS or 3DS, whichever one it was from, and didn't really seem anything drastically different. Um, obviously, just mediocre at best. Like the other ones, all seemed like they had a lot of love and care put in. Like um, Choc- um, Choco Mountain is one of my favorites from N64. Um, unfortunately, they kind of cut off like some of the rails and stuff, but I did like how they made it. Look- much more beautiful or going through like a mine and then there's even like a short flying section and other kind of stuff like that that really made it a lot more fun to play um yeah there was the ninja hideaway was another really cool one having lots of different routes all throughout the course you can be on like the top or the bottom on just about the entire course and you can even switch or fall between them if you really want to and that's very cool to have those kinds of options available there um so pretty much it's definitely worth it. As Barry said, like $25, you're doubling the amount of courses that the game already comes with. So yeah, I would definitely recommend to either buy the DLC if you're a Mario Kart fan or get the expansion pack. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I really liked of the, of the ones that they brought up from, from tour. I really, really liked the Paris one. Um, like firing it up. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. And, 
And it threw me off because it, because the course changes each time. I was like, I don't remember this from the first time, but it's it's like similar enough, but it's changed. And so it threw me off when I wasn't ready for it. But overall, I still really liked it. Um, and uh, I'm not I'm not a fan. I know a lot of other people are the same um, of the changes in Coconut Mall. Like it doesn't really like the the ramps you know from changing from the escalator to the ramps it doesn't really bother me that much i don't know why they took away the moving cars like i wish they they would update it and move it back like a lot of people are wanting the moving cars like it just it it adds to it it, it made it basically easier and i think um i like the challenge of having to navigate around those in the original game um and uh, yeah, Sky Garden threw me off. Like I was like, I don't remember this because it's so different than the original one um, in a good way. Um, but it kind of threw me off. But uh, Ninja Hideaway, I actually don't like. Um, I think it's too chaotic and it was too crazy. I might change my mind if I play it more. But my first you know, uh, playthrough, I was like, I don't know if I really like this one as much. Um, of the tour ones, Paris was was my favorite. Um, Tokyo was fun, kind of mid- mid- middle you know, there, but, uh, I'd say of the tour levels, Paris was first Tokyo in the middle and Ninja Hideaway is, is not my favorite from, uh, from the tour levels, but yeah, Barry, you seemed shocked that I didn't like Ninja Hideaway. Oh, only because it seems like that's universally, you know, online, like the one that's praised the most. Mm. Uh, in fact, a lot of people seem shocked. Like how did a mobile game get a, a course of mm. this quality? Uh, there is one other original course, Merry Mountain. Uh, which was done for the Christmas event, so there's a good chance that will appear, you know, in a pack around Christmas time, mm-hmm. uh, and that's another fun one too. Cool. Uh, and then, of course, the other yeah, cities, the- you know, Vancouver, New York, those are good. Cool. Yeah, Mary Mountain's the only exclusive course that I had played because that was during the time frame that I was playing the game. Mm. But nice, it'd be cool if that one did come. Up. <laughs> Yeah, I liked Later how um, like the the tour levels are like they're so built around drifting. And so, and I, as I was getting there, I was like, oh, this is, this is fun, uh, in, in the actual game as well. Um, and, uh, kind of like, I was like halfway through, it was like, man, this is a curvy course. Oh my gosh, it's built for drifting. And then I'll, I just switched my, you know, thinking and get it around that. And then I loved it. Um, so that was, that was really fun. And, and I love, yeah, like you guys said, like, I love seeing these tour levels brought over because like as much as you know, it's, it's a decent mobile game. Barry clearly loves it. Um, but it's, I didn't want to see these, these levels wasted on, on a mobile game that not as many people play. Um, I'm so glad to see them yeah. come over to, to the, a mainline, you know, Mario Kart game. I think one of them, like I forget which one it has, has cars in the roads. Mm. Um, and on the, the tour version actually doesn't have the cars there, which is interesting. Oh. Uh, or they're static. They're like static, like the the ramp with the uh, the surfboard. It's like static there, never moving. It's always there every lap. Oh. Um, so that's what shocks me about Coconut Mall because I could see them this being the the mobile version, like making it a little bit easier because it's you know just touch controls. So who knows? Maybe they maybe they uploaded the wrong <laughs> ROM. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, next update, we'll all of a sudden see moving cars. Yeah. yeah, and Steve, I definitely agreed with you on the Ninja Hideaway. Like, I wasn't like that my first time through it. I really was not happy. Like, it was 
seemed like it was way too complicated, but playing it more through like going through all the different um, difficulties and everything, it made me really appreciate it a lot more, especially like 100 and 150 and even the mirror version. Um, but 200, that course is way too hard. Those roads are way too narrow to <laughs> go nice. through very easily. Um, that, that was a pain to get the last golden trophy and triple star on was that one because of the that yeah. ninja course that's funny i've only played them all in 100 cc so far so i i'm i'm kind of excited yet also fearful to play it on 200 cc that sounds crazy <laughs> um but yeah i know a lot of people have been asking in our discord and stuff too um what what we think about uh the dlc i think it's i think it's worth it and and you can get it if you're a Nintendo uh, um, online member for the expansion pack, it comes for free. So honestly, like my recommendation would be just get the expansion pack. Um, you get all the other stuff thrown in. And uh, yeah, if you don't like it, that's fine. Just cancel it. Um, you can get like three months at a time and, and all this stuff. So um, yeah, it's a great. And you know, they're going to add more to it. Like totally. this is proof that they're going to keep adding stuff. Totally. So, yeah, if you like Mario Kart, um, I think this is a no-brainer. You get you're gonna get so so much for uh, for all this, and you can play all these new courses online if other people pick them. So, like, just try it out online, I guess, and you'll probably end up playing the new courses because people are gonna pick them first. And uh, there you go, you get a chance to play it. Yeah, I did a private friend battle over the weekend, and that was really awesome because both of us had the DLC, so we were both picking like Paris and stuff. And it's like, oh, either Paris or Paris. Okay, let's play Paris. There you go. There you go. <laughs> cool. So we also got a chance to uh, check out uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, uh, and uh, yeah, it came out uh, just not too long ago. Um, what was the what was the official release date on that? Was Friday. That Friday. Yeah. Friday. Twenty so, fifth. So you had like a whole uh, what like five four days. Four days to play uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I played the demo. You guys have both played through the uh, the full game. Have you guys beaten it yet? Uh, Greg, I have not. I yeah, I didn't get there yet. I it didn't arrive until like Sunday at like one o'clock. So like Sunday morning, we were going through the demo to tr- get the codes, and then like I heard the doorbell ring with the package, and I'm like, up oh, there's Kirby," and then <laughs> went and go <laughs> plugged it in and was going through the real version, and it was. As my first Kirby game, it was definitely incredible. I mean, I really don't know why that like Super Mario 3D World can't take notes from this because I feel like this is the way you do like a somewhat linear 3D like level, like having missions and stuff along the way, bonus objectives, and all sorts of like cool secrets and stuff hidden. Like I don't know why like (laughs) a 3D Mario game can't uh do these kinds of things so i was definitely very impressed i really like that you can switch the powers like on like the fly like throughout the level and you can use different ones to beat like the bosses it gives you choices and stuff like that so that i was really impressed with like this is my primary kirby experience um i did feel like the game was somewhat easier but it was still a lot of fun to play and that those games don't have to be difficult to be more fun so like i was on the wild mode and I wasn't even really dying at all because they give you lots of life and plenty of health power ups along the way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Barry, what are you thinking about the the game so far? Uh, I've always been a fan of Kirby since Dreamland one. Uh, so, you know, I, I didn't play the demo. I purposely didn't want to go in with any, any extra other than the trailers. So uh, I got it Friday and because it was under the weather, 
I just kind of sat on my couch and played Kirby. And I just got sucked in. It was like I was a kid again. You know? I was, I was, you know, weekend, you know, just get to sit there. I did, I did wild mode as well. Yeah, I like that, right? <laughs> uh, and and I did single player. Uh, my wife watched a bit. She didn't, she didn't want to play, but uh, she was just enjoying the visuals. But yeah, I last night I wound up getting a hundred percent completion on it, and it was just, it was just a ton of fun. Uh, the only thing I didn't do is you can upgrade all the abilities, which you have to do to get 100%, but then you can upgrade them all further. And in order to do that, you have to do like the Coliseum like 70-something times. And I just did not feel like doing that grind for a game I was done with. So thankfully, that doesn't count as 100%. Hmm. Uh, I love the treasure roads. The treasure roads are, are almost like a callback to like Mario uh, Sunshine, the, uh, the non-flood areas. And they really challenge you to use one ability uh, and and get it done. And it's not hard, but what's interesting is that each one has a target time, and it's completely not necessary to do this. But you can go for the target time to get extra coins. So it's also not needed for 100. percent But I went I went and got all the target times, which some of them some of them took me a little <laughs> a little while to do over and over and over again. But uh, very much worth it just as the added challenge and the coliseum the final boss there really really well done and a challenge and there's a post game after you beat it and like all the different objectives to get all the waddle d's and you know there's just a lot to this game it is absolutely worth it there's some clever things uh just some really neat ideas and you know hopefully greg after this you go back and play other kirby games uh, because Kirby's, it, it's on the easier side, 100%. It's meant to be. It's just about fun. It's just about, you know, you have the most powerful character in possibly all of gaming, you know, just going out there and doing his thing. And, and the mouthful mode works really well. I was really shocked. Even the car. The car mm-hmm. handles so much better than I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh, this is probably going to be very loose. And no, it wasn't. And some of the, the treasure roads that involve the car you know, and even some of the stages that involve the car are some really high octane, challenging platforming with a car. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the Kirby, the Kirby from Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we said that about Rosalina Smash trailer that teased us. There you go. Um, yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that I like, and I knew this from the very beginning, but it's cool to, to actually be playing through the demo to to see this. I love how it it really it changes the game so much, and you have like all these different types of platforming adventures through it because it, it all depends on what Kirby has sucked up recently, <laughs> like whether it be the regular powers or the mouthful mode. Like, there's so many different types of platforming that that takes place within this game, and it's just constantly changing. But it doesn't feel weird or out of place. It just it feels like it totally makes sense and it keeps you on your toes. And it's great. And I think for for people like me who have stayed away from Kirby for a long time, like this is this is the Kirby game that I've been waiting on. Because I think for for some of the other platformers, like the the 2D ones, like it just doesn't have enough 
you know, items or enemies that you can suck up and gain their abilities and all that stuff. Sometimes you're so limited on what you can do. This feels like they've thrown the limit out the window and just let you pretty much suck up whatever you want, take on so many different abilities. And even, you know, adding in mouthful mode is it has ridiculous as it is. It totally, it adds to the gameplay and makes it even more fun. I was actually shocked that you say that I was shocked at the limit of the abilities. That's probably Mm. my only negative to the game is that there's 12 different copy abilities which is a lot don't get me wrong but you know kirby games have had you know 20 Mm. plus and some some big ones like plasma and fighter uh are just not Mm. there at all Uh. and you know like those are ones like i was i love in playing in games uh ufo is always one of my favorites too Uh, none of those are there so you Mm. have the basic ones and they're upgradable which is cool i like the whole upgrade system i think that needs to come back for future, but it's still kind of weird. And two of those 12 are limited abilities with crash mm. and sleep. So, you okay. know, it's, that is it's, interesting. It kind of, that kind of sucks. Yeah, because the, the only playing through the demo so far, I, I just assumed actually that I would be getting a lot more along the game because there's so much packed into just the first few levels. You progress and get all these different abilities like right off the bat. And so I was like, wow, if they just keep doing this, this game is endless (laughs) in the abilities you get, but apparently not. Well, some some have been merged like fire and fireball are together like in the same thing. So which which makes sense. But like I said, fighter, plasma, UFO, Mm -hmm. um, yo-yo. Stuff like that are, are gone. A uh, mic is gone, although it's very similar to Crash. Although it's Crash is a one timer and Mike is three, um, so it kind of sucks that those ones are missing. Uh, I would like to see like a DLC with those added in, but but in, if there's going to be DLC in this game, there has to be more stages. Because yeah. like I said, like I could go upgrade the, the abilities even further, make them stronger. But what's the point? I've already beat all the stages. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, do you guys uh, recommend people get uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land? I think Greg, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I got to even play like the co-op with my daughter, and we just had a blast. Like she was using like Kirby, and I was even the bandana thing and bandana uh, Waddle Dee, and we still had a lot of fun. It's nice. easily very playable for like two people at the same time. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to eventually playing the whole game. And uh, yeah, I love it that there's a, the demo out there. If, if you still have questions about it, definitely play, play through the demo for sure. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Barry and Greg, and uh, they're going to give us our th- their thoughts on uh, Wife Quest. Yes, so uh, East Asia Soft has done it again. They were kind enough to provide us codes for a game called Wife Quest, which is available right now on the Nintendo Switch at the digital price in 99 cents. This came out March 16th, 2022, so not too long ago. Uh, again, published by East Asia Soft, and this is an action-adventure platformer. Uh, Greg, you want to uh, you know, go through what, how your thoughts on this game to start with? Sure. Um... I was very pleasantly surprised, like going through it. Like it has like a, like you're pretty much this um, wife named Mia, and her husband is kind of <laughs> works on the farm. And he gets uh, he's very uh, haggled on by these demon girls, and they want him to go with them, and he kind of refuses. So they pretty much come in the middle of the night and take him away and kidnap him, and then Mia finds out and gets 
very angry and goes to rescue her husband back. So it's kind of like a different take on like the damsel in distress, but this time it's like the damsel is the one that's doing all the fighting this time around. So as you were saying, like you, you kind of just like adventure around and use all these different abilities to go through levels. And as each uh, time you go through like, different worlds and stuff, you gain some new abilities to help like move around a lot more efficiently. So there's like some dash attacks and like you get the ability like to fly temporarily and everything. And it's a heck of a lot of fun. Like you can even like glide through levels as well. And all the enemies like are out to get you. And then you can easily like use like a reflecting shield to reflect attacks back at them. Or you can just like kind of wait them out and attack like when you feel more comfortable. So it's got a wide range of different like moves that you can go through and learn and master. And it's also got a <clears throat> very nice uh, res- um, respawn system where if you happen to die, you just get reloaded right at the back of the last checkpoint and it will show you like which monsters and stuff that you've killed along the way until a point where you died. So that's also very helpful for when you're trying to complete the game. So there's definitely a lot going on here, and I can let you jump in and offer some thoughts from there. Yeah, uh, I'm going to echo all of that. Um, this is a game that I, I kind of went in blind. I mean, we saw the trailer, but it was like, all right, let's 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 see what it's like. And immediately I just started laughing because it's, it's a ridiculous premise. Uh, like, like Greg said, it turns everything on its side. You know, instead of the guy rescuing the girl, it's the girl rescuing the guy. And what's funny is all these, you know, different demonic women, they, they want just to spend time with the with seemingly only man that lives in the area. And he's just like, no, I'm, you know, I enjoy spending time, but I need to get back to my wife. And, you know, you could tell they're truly in love, which is great. And she's just so mad and it, it, to a humorous level. And the way you defeat every enemy, you can you defeat them. And then they lie there, and you have a choice to just let them be, or you can go there and brutally <laughs> just just kill them. And it's it's hilarious because it's just cartoon, and it's just it's actually like they're choking or ripping off wings or beating them with a club. And it's just like you could tell she's just so frustrated. Like you know, I just want to spend time with my husband. You know what the hell? And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. The gameplay is solid. The platforming is tight. The the upgrade system is fantastic. In between levels, you can you can upgrade using the coins to uh, do more attack damage. You know, range, you know, get your attack range up, your attack speed, um, get potions, and you know have a more potion uh, carrying capabilities and increase your HP and your magic. And magic is so important because, like Mega Man style, every time you beat a boss, you get their ability, which is really cool um, because some of those abilities are game changing uh, for sure. And uh, the bosses, the bosses are tough. The bosses are pattern recognition, and you know they are not pushover, but they are they're definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And one thing you will notice if you do fight the bosses, they get multiple health bars. So it's not just like one simple bar where you just slash them like ten times and they're dead. Like this is kind of like a <laughs> survival of the fittest kind of moments where you really have to be defensive along with knowing when to be offensive at the same time so it's definitely a very challenging and very rewarding type play and it's as i was saying it's not very punishing like you just you can just respawn and go right back at it you don't lose coins or progress or anything like that you just are able to jump right back in and give it another shot now how far did you get greg did you beat it or 
No, I think I've only went through like World Three. It was the last one that I beat. I would like to go through and actually finish it because it's that great of a game, and I love like that difficulty level. That it's not like drop dead easy, and it's also not like overwhelmingly difficult where you feel like you can't overcome it. Like as you were saying, there's pattern recognition, and you just kind of just are able to like train yourself to do better the next time on your next chance they go through it there's like no lives so like you can try like an infinite amount of times until you get it yeah uh i was compelled like i was just hooked uh the, the later levels get really really challenging a lot of tough platforming um segments they, they do get a little longer too uh, i like how each level has a checklist of things to go for and like greg was mentioning if enemies have a check mark if you've beaten them so you know like oh i got i missed an enemy what's the one i missed uh, you'll know when you find them. Uh, tons of secrets, tons of permanent upgrades. Uh, the final boss is great. The, the whole ending is great. And when you beat it, you actually unlock a minigame and a new mode um, where you get to replay the game. All your collectibles are already gotten, but all the upgrades are gone. However, you get all the relics from the bosses and infinite mana. So it changes everything because you can like abuse the shield, which is amazingly broken. And you know, the, the ice arrows, you can start firing like crazy and you can glide in indefinite and you could dash no problem. And like all the power ups, you have no problem doing. Uh, so if you want to go back and hunt, that's kind of the way I would do it just to go back that way for a hundred percent. And there's different, there's different, uh, art, you get different art depending on, uh, you know, profiles, you, you can find in different animations, um, little bonuses, music soundtracks and stuff like that you can unlock. Uh, so there's a, there's a good chunk of content. What would you uh, rate this, Greg? Like, how would you would you recommend this? Well, yeah, if I yeah if I did like a number like out of ten, it was easily within like a nine range. If you're doing like a like a even like a decimal system, would be even like somewhere between a nine and a ten. I. Um, it's really hit the sweet spot for difficulty. Like, like the humor and the story is just really incredible and everything um, that we we're already kind of discussing. So like, I would definitely high, highly recommend it. It's, I think it's at a steal, like at the price that it's X, it's like whatever seven ninety nine. And I think Steve showed it. There's like even a discount on it right now. So I would definitely put that on like a backlog list of people to check it out as soon as they can. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. It's definitely a nine plus. Uh, this is this is uh, one of those games that you know I don't think I don't think you should miss if you enjoy 2D platformers and you enjoy adventure and action adventure style gameplay and uh, games like you know Shovel Knight or Cathedral. I think this is right up your alley for sure. Cool, cool. Agreed. I know you guys were uh, telling me a lot to get it. Um, haven't got it yet. But maybe, maybe eventually the chat is already being convinced. So, so maybe, maybe some other people will play it and, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on all these games that we've talked about today. Um, if you have, uh, if you're on the video version, let us know in the comments or jump in our discord or tell us on social media, what you think about all these games, uh, if you get experience as well, we'd love to know all of your thoughts. Um, but uh, let's jump into some news um, and uh, just like three three stories that we're going to talk about uh, in this episode. Uh, the first one has to do with uh, another just out of the blue drop for uh, for firmware for Nintendo Switch. And guys, it finally happened. 
We have theme. No, we don't have themes. We have folders. But uh, hey, it's a good start, right? Um, <laughs> firmware 14.0.0 dropped on March 21st. And uh, yeah, it brought groups, which is kind of a folder-like feature. Um, but there's, it's just a, it's a little bit of a twist. Um, you can only do it like on the more software things. So you have to go all the way to the right and go to the more software. If you don't have enough uh, games or um, apps on your switch, then I don't even think you can see that option. Um, but once you do, you have to have like, I don't know, eight or something like that. And eventually you get that, you know, more software button and, uh, you can go and see all of your stuff and it doesn't even come up automatically. You have to hit another button. I think it's the L button to pop up the folders and then you can see all your groups that you put together. Um, but Hey, we have groups. And, uh, also, uh, in this update, uh, Bluetooth audio, volume behavior has changed which is something i didn't realize wasn't there already but i guess now you can change the volume from your bluetooth headphones uh why wasn't this there in the first place i mean who knows why they didn't support bluetooth headphones in the very beginning at all um but when they added it originally i didn't realize but apparently uh yeah you couldn't control the volume from your headset. If you had a, like a volume rocker or buttons on your headset, you can change the volume, but now you can. So yeah, you get groups and uh, Bluetooth control. What do you guys think? Is, uh, are we finally heading in a good direction? Is, is this, uh, you know, good news for the future or is this kind of, again, yet another one of those updates that are like, really, it took you this long Nintendo. What do you think, Barry? I mean, it's better than nothing. Uh, it's a step in the right direction. And, you know, the greatest journeys in the world have to start with a step, <laughs> right? So uh, it's shocking that it took this long to get this. And there's still people complaining that you can't make it the default. You have to go to the other menu to see your folders and all. Yeah. It's, it's better than nothing. It's an interesting shadow drop. I haven't really taken advantage of it yet, but... Uh, I know people who love it, so more power mm. to you. <laughs> yeah. Greg, what do you think of this update? Yeah, I mean, kind of echo what Barry was saying. It's I guess it's better late than never, right? I mean, it obviously should have been there day one. I mean, the 3DS and Wii U definitely had, like, folders and organization settings, like, forever. I don't know why the Switch was so bare-boned on the UI, like, when it launched. But I guess it. Like we were just saying it, it's still better late than never. I mean... They had it before, and then they took a step back and took it away, and now they're like, hey, people actually like this stuff. Let's bring it back. And it just, just takes, obviously, way too long for that. So um, I know like they didn't really like using the Bluetooth for a while. I mean, I don't have a Bluetooth headset that I play Switch with, so I mean, it's still great that they finally are adding more support there. But um, yeah, I mean, I did play around a little bit with the group thing and made it one for all my indie games, and then I was like, I guess I'm kind of tired of going through the list and adding them in there. And especially since like you can add the games into multiple groups. So it's kind of like, why would you allow that? That doesn't seem something that you'd want to do, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of almost like a tagging kind of feature, I guess, more than actual folders. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, I, I look through my games and I'm like, I really don't know. I mean, even on, even on my 3DS, I really, I, I didn't put them in groups and folders for a long time. And eventually I did only because I wanted to vert, I, I wanted to get all my virtual console games together. I wanted to get that sort of thing made sense, but I haven't even come up with like an, a real strong system that I want of folders or groups or whatever on my switch. The only one I created was for all the Jackbox games I have. So it's really easy to find them because sometimes like I have to search, but like I can just pull them all together and, and that was nice, but I'm like, I don't even know what other folder I want to create. Um, Bluetooth, however, though, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I don't, I don't use Bluetooth headsets very often other than my AirPods and I really only use those with my Apple devices. So like my my phone, my iPad, my computer, because it switches automatically, that's why I use them. But I don't like having to pair and unpair and all this stuff. If you use it with multiple devices, it gets really hairy. And to be able to just plug something in, like, I don't know, maybe I sound old, but <laughs> but like I, I just, if I'm going to use a headset, I'd rather just plug it in instead because... I don't have to worry about the pairing and unpairing with different devices and things like that. If I had, I guess if I had a, a Bluetooth set that a headset that I just use solely with the switch, it'd be different. Um, but right now I don't even do that. So I'm glad they finally had this update. Like I said earlier, I'm like, that's shocking that, that it wasn't there in the first place. I'm like, that's just how Bluetooth stuff works. Like, why didn't they include that in the very beginning? But I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, do you guys see? I like, did see like a. Oh, I was gonna say I did see like a somebody's like one of the, my Twitter followers like they showed like a good use of the groups and just have it like released by like the year that the game came out. I kind of like the way they did that. That kind of makes a lot of sense and would make like game of the year stuff a lot easier to do for us later this year. Um, That's true. But, yeah, I mean, previously I just normally did like mainline Nintendo games and like full download games, like just to have like as a group for those and then group like my indies together and like virtual consoles like together and stuff. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's wouldn't be too many groups like, cause there's no virtual console and like, right. It would just be like, Oh, full games, indie games, two groups, like almost like yeah. what's the point? <laughs> yeah. I don't have a need to like put all my Mario games together or something like that. I, that doesn't bother me. What I, I, what you mentioned though, Greg, I would love it if there were some smart folder options, so if they, you know, cause that, the release dates for games should be oh, somehow encoded great. in there. So just do it automatically for us. Show us all the games that were released in 2020 and just do it automatically instead of, uh, like us having to put them in there ourselves, just like be able to click on all these different sorting options and just do that. That would be fantastic. But I don't know. Um, do you guys think, what do you think? Is, is this going to, is this going to open the door for, for the thing that people have been wanting forever themes? Are we actually going to see themes on switch now? I don't think I it's could even hard to guess say. because it's Nintendo. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say it's kind of hard to say, cause like at least the 3ds, like it, they allowed all those badges for the badge arcade and those orc were home screen icons. And that made, more of a reason to put all of your games into the folder. So then you can use all those extra spaces for the badges. Um, the Wii U, like it did have like limited um, menu options, kind of like Wii, but the, you didn't really, couldn't really put anything else there. So it was just either like, Oh, I'm just opening up another folder and just trying to find the game. 
So, I mean, they don't have the groups on the main screen. So you pretty much have to go to your all games just to go to your groups anyways. And mm-hmm. it's probably just faster. It's like, oh, I'm playing Kirby. Boom, open up Kirby right off the top like 10, 12 list or whatever the most recent played. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> if they if the groups were on the main page, I'd say it definitely would lead more way to themes. But if without like being able to customize like what appears in that that list it's kind of hard to say yeah yeah uh looks like the chat is uh basically agreeing with us as well um no really need for folders but hey it's glad glad it's there if you enjoy it more power to you i mean it's definitely it's great because it's not something you have to use but if uh if you've been looking for it it's finally there and if you use bluetooth headsets and stuff like that great you finally got the ability to use that headset the same way you do on pretty much every other tech device nowadays switch is finally caught up (laughs) uh let's move on to the uh, next news story and uh this actually goes back to february when people uh originally started finding this uh technology and so um the uh, NVIDIA-powered Nintendo Switch might be getting an unlikely uh, performance boost from AMD. So there is a, uh, AMD has this Fidelity FX um, super resolution upscaling technology um, is what it's called. And so um, PC Gamer and a bunch of other sites have done some, some articles on that. So if you're, if you're interested in more about like what this technology is all about, I encourage you just to look up AMD's FSR technology. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, a Twitter user, um, NW player one, two, three, um, found an interesting license from Nintendo switch sports that lists fidelity FX super resolution within, uh, the codes of, uh, Nintendo switch sports. And, um, and so we, it seems like they're, that is one of the games that's going to be able to use this technology. And essentially what it does is it takes the graphics and actually did like down uh downscales them a little bit um and then upscales them with software in order to basically output a, a stronger graphic resolution than the original code uh was all about and so it could be a way to upscale graphics on the switch and you can actually use it in existing software so right now it looks like um i think Life is Strange True Colors is the only existing game right now that uses the FSR technology. Um, and there's some additional technology that, uh, that is going to be coming out that people have thought that will be playing playing a role in the next Switch. So it should be Switch Pro, Switch 2, or whatever. There's some additional upscaling uh, software and hardware that's going to probably, it seems like, um, if supply chains and and all that stuff are to be believed, is probably going to be playing uh, a role in the next Switch as well. But it's exciting to hear that like our, the existing Switch actually has some of this ability as well. So what do you guys think uh, about this? Is this like, I know it's exciting, but uh, let's share a little bit with this excitement and where could they go with this technology um, as they continue to support the Switch? What do you think, Greg? I mean, it is definitely, I know we've seen like all these reports, like how people want like the 4K switch and everything, but if they're able to just build it into the software, that kind of makes kind of, I think there were some articles saying like how Nintendo was like telling third parties to like be ready for 4K, like switch games or whatever. So I wonder if that's, they found this technology that can be used for licensing and maybe that's why like 
True Colors already has it built in. And then obviously Nintendo has already been dabbling with it if it's been found in the Nintendo Switch Sport. So um, I think that's probably a little bit easier to address from a software perspective. I mean, you could always, I guess, eventually patch other games if you really wanted to, but I don't know how much Nintendo would really want to do that on just about every single game that's currently out on Switch that doesn't have it. But um, Mm -hmm. if it is going to be more hardware-based, then obviously that's more for whatever the next, like either the Switch model or like the successor that would be more inclined to have it. So I think that's definitely very interesting to see that it can actually be controlled from a software perspective and not necessarily the hardware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Barry, what do you think about all this? Yeah. I think I think that's a important factor and maybe uh a key going forward for switch ports. Uh depending on the Switch 2 or Switch Pro, whatever it's gonna be called, the hardware capabilities of it. So hopefully, hopefully it's strong enough to be able to compete. But on the off chance Nintendo gets a little cheap and it's not, hopefully this can help bridge that gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm interested to see where they go with it. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I, I think it's it's exciting to to know like what you can do with all this stuff. I mean, um, as you see on the screen right now, like um, PC Gamer has just uh, actually this from AMD that actually has some uh, different examples of what you can do um, on PC and also on within the console as well. And and you can see how there's different upscaling qualities that are there. Sometimes you do have to take a performance hit in order to do that. And I think, you know, some games like Life is Strange, you don't need that high performance because there's not a whole lot moving on the screen. So you can take a little bit of performance hit in order to boost those graphics and give you a pretty good, uh, like, realistic kind of um, not quite 4K, but a really solid looking 1080p uh, game. Um and uh, and not have you know too big of a hit to the, the performance, which is really really exciting. And and it does I think um, I think it's NIS I think um, is what the next scaling is is for the that people are saying that might be used for for the next Switch, um, whether it be the Switch Pro or Switch Two or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of cool to think about all this because it does play into what Nintendo typically does is downplay their hardware. Um, they don't put in the, you know, top of the, you know, the line graphic or graphics processors and CPUs and all that stuff in their stuff. They usually, you know, back off in terms of that. And so if, if software is going to be able to uh, boost those graphics up and, and uh, you know, get closer and closer to what the next generation is, that's really exciting for, uh, for those of us that are Nintendo gamers for sure. Oh. Well, let's uh, move on and uh, share a a little bit of a sad story, uh, especially on uh, on on Barry's behalf. Um, we're 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 well, let's shed a tear right now um, <laughs> for all you Dragalia Lost fans out there. We're going to be seeing the end of the game pretty soon. Uh, they tweeted out and then shared some information on the Negralia Lost uh, website as well. I'm just going to read this real quick. Uh, if you've not heard about it and checked it out yet, um, they released this uh, statement on March 22nd, 2022. And uh, it says, thank you for playing Dragalia Lost game. This message serves to inform players about the future of the game. The Dragalia Lost main campaign is scheduled to reach its conclusion in july of 2022 
with part two of chapter 26, the final climactic addition to its long-running story. After the main campaign is concluded, service for the game itself will come to a close at a later date. Further details of the end-of-service schedule will be provided in a future notification. And uh, that final update uh, is supposed to come uh, at the game or in the game on uh, March 31st. And then after that, there will be no future updates for the game for new content uh, aside from the main campaign and certain quests. Uh, so the game is going to be coming to a conclusion at the end of 20 or July. Uh, and uh, yeah, probably going to see the end of it uh, at some point soon after. I don't know how long they're going to keep it around. Uh, Barry, of course, we're going to go to you first because uh, you get a, a lot of hours and uh, experience sunk into this yeah. game. What do you think about this? Uh, I mean, it's something that I think whenever you deal with any type of online title, it's, you know, it's going to happen eventually. I say that, you know, as somebody who played Final Fantasy XI for a decade of my life, and even though I don't play that anymore, it's still going. So, uh, you know, I guess if the money is there, the game will keep going. And, I, you know, through over three and a, three and a three quarters years, it's going to be going before it finally closes. I think it's fantastic for a brand new IP. You know, it doesn't have Mario or Fire Emblem or any other IP carrying it. Uh, I think that speaks volumes to the gameplay itself and the characters in the IP. Um, you know, it's it's kind of somber because the three-and-a-half-year anniversary is going on right now, and instead of doing, like, a Dragalia Digest and this big anniversary stuff, they're still doing all the anniversary events are rolling out, but there was no Digest. It just, here it is. They're even still doing, like, the anniversary packs. Like, who's going to be spending money at this point? You know, like, like we're not... We're not going to do it. It's going to make very little, if any. You know, I, I, you know, I, I hated having like my stamina or my Gatherwings cap. Like for over three and a half years, I would make sure, like, no matter what, I would, I would not hit cap. And if I hit cap, I had to quickly uncap it. And now it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm still playing. Uh, I'm still definitely, you know, doing the events, and they're doing free summons, so I'm, I'm just doing the free summons. But I, I will not spend another dime on this game at all. And I think a lot of people won't. The story is great. I'm excited to see the conclusion. Uh, what I want to know is what goes, what happens here. Uh, does Psy Games get the IP? Does Nintendo get the IP? Uh, what characters that were included are owned by Psy Games? What ones are included or owned by Nintendo? Um, you know, it really will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of the contract. I do know that Dragalia Lost was just a fantastic game and a fantastic mobile game. And I have noticed over the span of the last year specifically, uh, online play has cut down. And I stopped doing online you know, a lot. And it became more of a game of how can I build an auto team to do stuff? And that became a new meta game. How could you get a team together to just do it for you? And it sounds easier than it really is. It's really tough. And there's a lot of RNG involved. So now there's even less people playing online, of course. And this, this goes right in the same category as Dr. Mario World. If you're going to end it, end it. Leave the game up as a single-player experience. Charge $9.99. One-time fee, let people play it, let people experience the story, let people experience the content only solo. 
they have a whole thing in the game right now called the event compendium where they took old content old events that they're done recycling and they let you play them single so like oh you missed this old event sure you can play it single player there's no online uh, this way you don't miss out you know you can experience those stories do that make the whole game an event compendium uh, don't don't let all that coding go to waste all those hours of those, those the stories the programming the the dialogue same with mario kart or uh, dr mario world you know all those puzzles were already created why kill it make it a, a 499 game and leave it up there uh i just I, I think it's really stupid and it's one of the reasons i hate digital only stuff because when it's gone it's gone and there's no way to play it again yeah yeah it is it's weird to to see that happen and and like you said I, it reminded me uh, of dr mario as well and it's just so strange that it just be gone and they didn't do anything with it you know maybe take it down but then yeah re-release it or something as a single player experience or something i can't believe i mean i know the the amount of money that it's making went considerably down but it should still be enough to afford the servers i would assume um it's not like they're losing money i would i, I don't imagine they'd be losing money on the game they're not losing money they have slowed down they've stated like oh you know it's it's kind of like a a tv channel right you have a you own a tv network you could develop brand new shows for every you know segment of your scheduled day that's expensive so what do you do to fill those hours you get shows that are in syndication you pay the license to it and you you run reruns to fill those that time slot that's what they were doing. Once they had enough events, they slowed down making new events and just started doing reruns of older events. And it was like, all right, we're just going to fill in the gap here. That was fine because tons of new players never played them. And you, if you did the event, you can get all the rewards again. So there was a reason to go back and redo it. Just doing stuff like that, you could tell they were slowing down. Mm -hmm. They're like, all right, we're, we're padding at this point. We're doing stuff to keep people interested to play but we're doing less and less new stuff. And even the, the stories, the stories used to be once every month was a chapter and then it went to once every other month. And now it's every month is half a chapter. Mm. So it's the same as once every other month, but you're getting them in this way. There's always something every month. And um, that's why they said like chapter two of uh, or the part two of that chapter 26. Mm. Um, it just, you know, the writing was in the wall. It sucks that, you know, it's, it's ending. You know, I've already come to terms with it. It's, it's one of those things where it sucks, though. I've read, like, uh, Reddit threads where people are, like, in tears because they played every day like I did since the start. It was an emotional game, you know. They had that emotional attachment to the characters. They spent money on like, getting the characters they wanted. The characters are very lovable. They're very well done. I don't want to see the IP die. I think Nintendo could easily do a great offline with online co-op on the Switch, hands down. They could push this game. The problem is, is they haven't really pushed it much since the the first direct that launched it, and it's still three and a half years right now. It's going to end at three point seven five years for a brand new IP. Made them millions. It was never not a failure at all. It made them millions of dollars. Uh, it's sad that that this digital only age and kids today don't care that these games are going to be lost. And there's so many games that we not that we grew up with, but the early mobile games, for example, the old flip phone, early, early games, though a lot of those are gone. And there's games from IPs, big IPs that you can't play, that you can never play again because those files are gone. And it's 
that's to me is terrible. There's no preservation. Mm. Let it be preserved. Let it be enjoyed by the people. That's what it needs to be. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jakester is saying in the chat, hopes they do something with the IP um, after the gotcha game is over. Uh, Crescentia is also saying, yeah, um, it's just so sad. Um, hopefully they'll end it well. Sometimes ending just uh, sometimes the ending just feels so rushed when a game ends like that. Um, and uh, Jokester also, yeah, wants to make it a single player IP. Just slap a switch, slap it on a, a switch cart. Um, yeah, maybe you guys can a uh, premium game uh, can just talk to Nintendo and see if you can get <laughs> on a cartridge over there. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, Greg, what's, what's your thoughts around all this? I mean, it's always sad. Like as you guys were both saying, it's it, just losing a game just is very painful experience are people that poured lots of time and money and into it. And just to see it all just be erased, just at the flip of a switch is just awful to see. I mean, I would definitely be with Barry and would support if they were able to at least keep the game like in some sort of maintenance mode where you could just at least play a single player online. Or, I mean, I don't even know how bad it would just be to keep the game just up and running as is just, with no actual updates ever coming again. Like they don't need to continue to update the story. If you want to play with friends, you still should be able to like the codes all there to just easily match anyone else. that's still wanting to play. I mean, I really don't see any reason why stuff should be like completely removed and just go offline completely. That's unfortunately the main thing that's really off about the Nintendo mobile games. They all require an online connection. Like even Mario run requires an online connection, even though you're not even doing anything online. So I <laughs> don't know why that they're building that into all of the games, but it certainly should be playable offline and not require like they don't even need to do like new updates. Like you should be able to still play Dr. Mario and just be able to like, Hey, I want some new, doctors and still play through the game and enjoy it as it was meant to be and there's you just hit the last puzzle and then okay i'm done i don't have to unless i want to restart again or whatever Mm -hmm. so i really don't see why they just can't keep the game up and like running just technically just not provide any actual updates yeah yeah it's just a sad world of digital (laughs) games but yeah right i mean they did make plenty of money on it it wasn't anywhere nearly as bad as like mitomo or like dr mario world but galia lost actually was pretty high up there for a while until tour and animal crossing passed it up yeah so it's it still made millions yeah. upon millions for them <laughs> right it did yeah i'm not i'm not just saying it was like a single million or like low millions it it right. made plenty i mean obviously it's nowhere close to fire home of heroes but it still made a really good chunk of change that doesn't explain why they need to just like give it a complete axe and move forever. Right. Yeah. It didn't fail by any means. Um, and, and I think that that's, just shows that there's the IP. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's interesting too. Like, yeah, like they, Nintendo has taken this approach. Like you were alluding to Greg, uh, just about how they, they have like all these mobile games that, that rely something, you know, somehow on online connection and stuff like that. Like why not have games you can just download, keep it on your device and just play it. Like, like why, why go that direction? Because it makes it really difficult when the game, you know, they don't want to support that anymore. Now they have to completely change how they do it if they want to keep it around. And so, so instead they just 
take it off altogether. Like it'd be great. Like if you just be able to download, you know, the core game and, uh, and just have it on your device to just play. Yeah. I think, I think that's what needs to happen. Uh, you know, a hundred percent for sure. And, and all, all these games, not just Dragalia, not just Dr. Mario world, every, every digital only title on every system, not just mobile. It needs to be preserved. Every one of these is a game. It's a story. There's somebody, at least one person, put their heart and soul into it. It needs to be preserved. And, uh, you know, that's that's where, you know, I've always been against digital-only titles. I've never been against digital titles. And it's it's mainly because once that goes away, they're lost. And there's so many titles at this point that are lost. Right. Uh, and, it's, it's and, and preservation is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, maybe, you know, there's still some time, possibly, I don't know, uh, probably not for this one, but maybe they'll change how they do uh, their mobile games in the future, if they do them anymore at all. I know. It, yeah, they seem to be dying back on that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Seems like it's been an experiment for them the whole time. So I'm just kind of curious, like I said, to see what happens with the IP. Is it mm-hmm. going to go to Psy Games? Is it going to go to Nintendo? Who owns it? What's the contract like? Well, which characters are owned by Nintendo outside of the Fire Emblem characters? Which ones are owned by Psy Games outside the ones that came from like Grand Blue Fantasy? You know, obviously like, Mega Man is owned by Capcom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I really want to see them do something with this because if you look at Nintendo's action adventure, they've got Zelda as the main one, and all their other ones have since died off. Mm. You know, you have the Heracles series died off. You have the Star Tropics died off. They could do something. They could turn Dragalia Lost into one of those. There's a story there. There's characters. There's enough action and depth. And I want to see them do that. Yep. But will they do that is a question. That's true. Yeah. Greg, any final thoughts on this before we move into our next section? No, I mean, it just obviously it really sucks to see and really hope that they can figure something out before they just hit the kill switch. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And maybe we'll see, uh, you know, some future IP, uh, you know, from Dragalia Lost uh, come over to to switch or switch to at some point and, you know, might make, you know, might make up for it a little bit um, <laughs> if if uh, we see some of that in the future. So, uh, make a lot of people happy, I know, for sure. Um, just one other reminder before we move into what's coming out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, if you have not followed us on social media, please do that at Nintendo Fuse. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also, if you've not joined our Discord, a uh, great place to join in conversations around games and a whole bunch more. Um, the link is on your screen, but also on the, the uh, YouTube uh, description and the show notes for the podcast as well. It'd be a great uh, place for you guys to, uh, yeah, just jump in, jo- uh, join that growing community over there. Um, let's jump into what we are, are we're looking forward to over the next week, a uh, couple weeks before the next podcast on April 11th. But also, um, just kind of if you're watching the video version, you'll see uh, us scroll through the upcoming games. Uh, again, thanks to Metacritic for uh, providing this list because uh, Nintendo updated their website and it does not give us an easy list like this anymore. So, 
Um, kind of unfortunate, but uh, some notable games, uh, WRC 3, or sorry, 3, what am I saying, 10, uh, is coming out on uh, March 29th, so uh, as tomorrow, as we're recording this on the 28th, um, so tomorrow, um, WRC, if you're into racing games, that could be uh, for you. Also, Takeoff Flight Simulator uh, comes out on March 30th. Uh, Terravane comes out on April 1st. No joke there. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga comes out on April 5th. Uh, MLB The Show also on April 5th. The House of the Dead remake on April 7th. And Chrono Cross The Radical Dreamers Edition on April 7th. Along with a bunch of other games as well. Uh, What are you guys looking forward to that's going to come out over the next couple weeks? And or what are you going to be playing over the next couple weeks for our podcast? Let's go to you first, Greg. Oh, that uh, Katie and Meow Meow Land looks like a perfect game (laughs) for uh, Barry and I to check out. But uh, Totally. No, um, I did just get like kirby so i'm probably gonna be knee deep in that for till i um, get to the berry status of a uh, completed um probably not really gonna be looking too closely at the ones this coming through and i'll probably have to go through give some more second glances through them and watch trailers and whatnot but um in terms of what i'll be playing i'll just be continuing uh games that i was playing over the last time along with uh, trying to insert three houses into my play schedule to get that done Nice, nice. How about you, Barry? Ironically, uh, both Chris Star and WRC10 have already shipped and are on my way to my house tomorrow. Nice. But I won't be. Uh, Chris Star actually looks really good. Uh, I might check that out. But uh, the main main thing is going to be Rune Factory 5. And then uh, after that, possibly game for review uh, for the next episode. And then I'm either going to do finally go back and do Elden Ring or Horizon 2, um, provided nothing else magically comes out of nowhere um so i'm not sure which one i'll do first but that's the, the plan i know and our jack's just looking forward to lego star wars and that that one that one might take over because mm. my wife is really big into star uh, star wars now so that might be a, something we play together nice nice yeah lego star wars is gonna be great i don't know if i'll get it right away but i i will probably end up getting it for sure um i don't know why oh, yeah, I would Cross, avoid it. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, Chrono Cross. Cross. Awesome. Uh, Jokester's really excited about Chrono Cross. Uh, already you know, has stars in his eyes in the chat um, there. Um, I'm also, I've got uh, WRC 10 actually for uh, review uh, as well. So I'll be playing that one. Um, I believe nice. I got Takeoff Flight Simulator as well. I got some sort of flight simulator recently that I needed to try out. I think that was it. Um and, um, yeah, I think that's all of the, the games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited about. Um, but, uh, probably playing through like the rest of life is strange at, at some point within the next month. Um, I'm going to be traveling a little bit more in, uh, later in April and in May. So, um, hoping to get that stuff done before all those games done before I leave. Um, since I can't play those games you on switch it. on the go. So I should be able to, Only six to get episodes. those episodes. Yeah. So. We should be able to do it. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, probably playing some WRC and, and maybe one of those flight simulator games. And uh, we'll, we'll see what else might find its way on my Switch um, over the next couple of weeks as well. But yeah, lots of, lots oh, of cool games. 13 Sentinels coming out on the Switch. That's true. Also you guys need 12. to play that. 13 Sentinels is an amazing game. I, I beat that on the PS4 and it's absolutely worth playing. Nice. 
Nice. If you, if, uh, it's like real-time strategy with visual novel, adventure, uh, and it's VanillaWare, so it's beautiful visuals. Huh. All right. That's cool. Yeah, there's just... I'll have to see. I always prefer the turn-based uh, strategy, but nothing like... It's, it's very uh, small, it's like easy, real-time strategy. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's the minor part of the game. Like The main part is the story. Mm. It's really good. Look at reviews. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still something I can look into, but I was just, as soon as you said real-time strategy, that's like, nope. <laughs> it's almost like a stopgap. It's like when I, like a lot of the real-time combat and stuff like is, I don't do the best with that. Mm. Yeah. It's it's like on a city scale. So it's like you have like mechs and you're just pretty much like click, attack over here, you click, attack over here, you click, and it's like like tower defense almost. It's mm-hmm. it's super easy. It was made for the Vita, so it's very, very basic. Yeah. It's super easy. It's it's all about the it was like shoehorned in, so it's the worst part of the game, and I'll be honest with it, the story is worth playing through. Okay. The adventure parts where it's two okay. D animation is worth playing through. Okay. The battles yeah. are separate. Yep. You do the story and yeah. then do the battles after. Hmm. Okay. I yeah. do love good stories. That's why I checked out uh, Life is Strange. Got to bring it back to that as always. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, Great like you're saying real-time strategies. You <sighs> think, yeah, when, when I hear like, uh, yeah, turn or uh, tower defense, I usually check out as well. Um, like there's occasionally I'll find a tower defense that that I really love, um, but most of them I'm not a big fan either. And RTS I'm not it's usually, a, but it's like a, you said, it's if it's just quick though. Yeah, if it's not a the main element, maybe it, maybe it's gonna no. be okay. Yeah, it's pretty much like oh, the city's being attacked. You have six mechs to deploy, and you choose you you three go over here, you three go over here, and just defend the cities. And it's like big spectacular battles. But all the mechs are like like icons. They're not even like like it's again. It was made for the Vita, so it's like it's super generic, mm. uh, real like shoehorned in there for the for the main story. Mm. The main story is uh, phenomenal. I'm um, looking at the chat. Jakester said not getting Star Wars uh, day one, um, but likely getting it for his birthday at the end of the month. So that's that's cool. Happy early birthday, Jakester. Um, also, Jokester says uh, he's wanting to know if anybody knows if, if House of the Dead can be played in handheld mode or do you need the Joy-Con? I'm sure you can. Maybe you can just touch the screen. <laughs> that would make it <laughs> Easy a lot mode. easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or well, maybe they did use the, the dead, stylus. Right? The DS? Yeah. What if you had to like hold it to like aim and then still fire with the with the button, kind of like uh, Kid Icarus Uprising? Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, at least for like, darn it, I was losing my train of thought. But uh, oh, never mind. I just remembered. Um, usually they specify it doesn't support like handheld or like tabletop or whatever. I thought right. Yeah, usually it does say that on the Nintendo website. So um, yeah, you guys can check out check that out. Um, uh, I'm not quick enough to pull that up right now, but um, usually does say it on the uh, to no website. So, um, Crescentia, all, Crescentia is also uh, not blaming us for not liking RTSs. So, um, cool. Well, that brings us to the ep- end of episode 248. 249 is going to be live on April 11th, 2022. So, hopefully, you guys can join us for the live recording of the podcast. If not, um, we do put it out um, on YouTube, the video version. We kind of also have been adding more clips um, from our game chats and, and other things like that on our YouTube. So make sure you check that out and subscribe 
and uh, share it with others and, you know, hit the bell and all that stuff on YouTube. Also, if you have not subscribed to the audio version of this podcast, be sure to do that on your favorite podcast app or service. And uh, yeah, when those things come out afterwards, um, you know, you, you get them right away. Um, but like I said, uh, the, the best way I think we think for you to enjoy this is to be here for the live recording. That way you can join in the conversation and uh, we can get to kind of hear your thoughts on all the games you've been playing and all the news we talk about and everything like that too. So join us every other Monday for, uh, for the live recordings. Barry, what's going on in your world over the next couple of weeks? <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots of stuff is going on in my world for the next couple of weeks. You know, I was able to, thankfully I was able to take a little bit of a break this weekend, but, uh, that all kicks back into high gear starting already tomorrow. We've got another premium edition stream happening tomorrow from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on our Twitch channel. Um, Got a meeting with uh, one of our developers that we were signed with that we haven't announced yet on Wednesday. Uh, Meeting with other developers throughout the week. Uh, You know, actually just other premium meetings and taking care of some other stuff behind the scenes. I got to finish the script for Series 4 Direct. Uh, which is coming up here soon, which means we've got to start getting ready to get together and record and, and get all the assets together, and that's going to be an exciting time. So that's very, very early May. We've already announced that. Uh, first week of May, be prepared for that, and May will be Series 4, and uh, so excited for that. Cool. Cool. I'm glad you're feeling better since you got a lot of things on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> Not 100%, but I'm feeling better. You're getting there. You're getting there. Greg, what's going to be going on in your world over the next couple of weeks? It's pretty much more just like the same old, same old. My daughter is, has spring break this um, current week that we're on right now. So it's I took off a couple of days at work just to be able to play more games and stuff with her. I'm definitely looking forward to spending that time with her. Um, I was just setting up like a second switch dock here in the office here with me. Um, so I'm hoping to finally get back into looking at possibly recording more gameplay at some point in the future once to see if I can get that up and running to work. But um, yeah, this office just like a work in progress and hoping to get some more stuff in here soon. I definitely need a bigger TV because it's only like a 19 inch TV and it's you have to go kind of close just to kind of see it, but it's pretty cool having all my Nintendo systems hooked up to a single TV. So like the NES is there, 64, GameCube, Wii, and now Switch. So um, got to move the Wii U from the living room in. But other than that, they're all in here. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, I'll be looking forward to some some gaming soon. I'm going to be traveling, but like I said, that's later in April and May. Um, and uh, I know you guys are like also traveling at the same time but different location. Both of you guys are heading to – is it Chicago, uh, Wisconsin? Where are you guys going? Wisconsin. Barry, uh, Barry canceled out on me. He doesn't want to meet me what? anymore. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't cancel out. The prices for flights got ridiculous. Mm, yeah. They're like over $600 at this point. Mm. And we, we actually gained some new team members who are mm. going to be able to go there via driving. Oh, cool. So to save money uh, in, in terms of you know company finances. Uh, since they're already going anyways, they'll be assisting. So okay. uh, I do want to go. I, I, I hate that I'm going to be missing mm-hmm. that show. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Greg is going to have a wonderful time, and he's going to rub in our face with all the cool <laughs> stuff that he did. And I look forward to that because I want him to have a wonderful time. Yeah. Where? What is that, and where is it so people want to actually like, uh, meet you there? That's uh, Midwest Cl- uh, Classic Gaming uh, in Wisconsin. 
at the last weekend of, of April into May cool. 1st. Cool. Yeah, it's Milwaukee, so it's more like southern Wisconsin. So if anyone is more familiar with like the Midwest, it's closer to Illinois than it is to like Mich- like the upper peninsula of Michigan. So much closer, but cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to any gaming events uh in a while, but I am going there's the Fan Expo in Denver. Uh it the lineup it looks is looking quite amazing and they're gonna have a lot more video game uh content this year, which I'm really excited about. Um but that's not happening until I think June or July. So got a little time. But if you do go if you are gonna head to Fan Expo Denver, um look me up and uh say hi. It'd be awesome. Oh. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 248. Like I said, we'll be back 249, uh, recording live on April 11th. But uh, until then, have happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. Happy gaming. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.